Welcome to the Victory Baptist Church Sermon Podcast, where we take the Word of God and preach a timely message from the pulpit of Victory Baptist Church of Fallon, Nevada. Good morning. We got uh, the bus just made it, so everyone's kind of getting settled in. I know they're getting settled in the back. Uh, as you guys can see, I'm not Mike. Uh, I know I'm, I'm, I'm shorter, but better looking, so it's kind of offset. No, he's at home. He's doing well. He's, he may or may not come to a morning service. He's still recovering from his neck surgery. Uh, I, know, I know how he feels. It's no fun. Next surgery is one of those weird things that nothing, uh, laying, laying still hurts, moving hurts, breathing hurts, sleeping hurts. So, yeah, partial recline. That's, that's what I usually do when I get my injections. Same thing, partial recline. That's about the only thing that I feel like you feel somewhat comfortable and rest so Mike's there that's what he's doing this morning so you guys get the B team that's me B team so this morning bravo bravo well this morning we'll be uh, obviously looking at our new city catechism we're going to be on uh, lesson lesson five but before we start, we'll go through and we'll kind of look at what it is we've, we've been looking at the last four weeks. The whole idea is that we're supposed to be beating this into our brains so we can get it back out. Uh, some of us, that takes a little more beating than others. I'm not pointing fingers or naming names. But... <laughs> We'll have a good one. Well, first thing we're looking at, what, our question one, what, was our, what is our only hope in life and death? Does anyone remember? Anyone at all? Anyone with a microphone in their hand right now? <laughs> that we belong, that we are not our own, that we belong both life and soul. Excuse me, body and soul, both in life and death to God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, the reason I'm saying that is because I got yelled at last week for not using the mics. We're putting this online so everyone can hear. That's why I'm trying to do this. So, work with me. You know, sorry. You guys, you get what you pay for, and I'm free. So, there you go. <laughs> Salvation is also free, but worth way more. All right. Our next question, question two, what is God? God is the creator and the sustainer of everyone and everything. He is eternal, infinite, and unchangeable in his power and perfection, goodness and glory, wisdom, justice, and truth. Nothing happens except through him and by his will. Very good. God is the creator and sustainer of everyone and everything. That's the uh, kid version. The short one. Can we do that? <laughs> no. All right. 
<laughs> and that's the question. How many persons are there in God? <laughs> My dog. Three. Three. There are three persons in the one true and living God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. They are the same in substance, equal in power and glory. My dog. There are three persons in... And the one true and living God, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, they are, this, they are the, uh, the same in substance, equal in power and glory. That's okay, we call the Godhead. We're God in three persons. All right, in last week's lesson, I'll do this one. How and why did God create us? God created us male and female in His own image to know Him, love Him, live with Him, and glorify Him. And it is right that we who were created by God should live to His glory. Amen. Now, today, our question today, we kind of, we're, we're doing things a little backwards. Because our question today is, what else did God create? Well, last week we looked at, why did God create us? Well, this week we're going to look at, what else did God create? God created all things by His powerful Word, and all His creation was very good. Everything flourished under his loving rule. So, hey, what did God create? Everything. It's not a fancy question. It's funny. You can ask just about every little kid, well, what did God create? Everything. Created everything. Last week we looked at ourselves. We were one of the last things he created. Now, we were unique. So God actually formed us. Everything else he spoke into existence, God actually created us. He formed us and breathed into us. So that was a unique thing. That was one of those things we looked at. When God got done creating us, he said, well, you know what? That one's very good. That one's very special. We're special to God. I, I like that. We're special to God. He created us in his image. We are unique. That's why I always get it. It's a funny thing when people talk about racism. Well, you know, I'm better than this race because, oh, we're different colors. We talk differently. We do this. We're all created in God's image. And here's a quick one. You know, people are like, well, you know, it had to have been different. Well, Jesus was a Jew. Is any Jews in here? Does that make us less? We just, we're all created in God's image. It's, we, get, we get used to, it's funny, in America we get used to that iconic poster, right, of Jesus. You know, very light, long hair, blue eyes. It's funny, you go to Africa, you know what Jesus looks like there? He's not white. He's a black guy. It's amazing. That's how he looks when my sister lives. Yeah, as they look. <laughs> you go anywhere in Asia, Jesus looks Asian. If you ever go into a Russian Orthodox Church, well, it looks scary. <laughs> you ever been to a Russian Orthodox Church? They have all these Gothic paintings. They're like. <laughs> It's kind of cool, but the scariest looking things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yep. They said, when you look at the Bible, Jesus is Jesus olive. <laughs> olive skinned. He was, he was Jewish from the Middle East. What what do people look like in the Middle East? Middle brown. Middle brown, there you go. So It's one of those unique things. God created all of us. He created us in him, His image. He created us to love Him. 
That's what we're here to do. So this week, like I said, we're going to be looking at what else did God create? Obviously, we've already looked at everything. God created all things, and it was good. Uh, we're going to be looking. We're going to be doing a lot of Bible reading. One of the reasons I passed around mics because I'm going to have everybody do some Bible reading this morning. We're going to be looking at Genesis 1, 1, 1 through 131. Basically, the whole first chapter of Genesis. Why? Well, because that covers God's creation. That's what we're going to be looking at this morning. Before we start, we'll uh, just say a quick prayer, and then we'll get ready to, ready to go here. Dear Lord, I just pray you be with us this morning as we uh, look through your lesson, Lord, look through these lessons as we learn more about what it is we, we believe, Lord, that we can have a good answer for those around us. And today we're going to look at what did God create. Lord, I pray that you'd be, that you'd be here with us, that we, we learn and understand you and understand all you've done for us. In your precious name, amen. All right. Well, nothing fancy. I think we're going to get in and look at, hey, what is it we believe? We believe God created everything. Why do we believe that? Because the Bible talks about it. We're going to be looking right at it this morning, Genesis 1.1. We're going to read through 1.1 through 131. Look at the entire Bible account of how God created everything. Now, the reason we're going to get into this was one of those things we looked at last week. You know, uh, a lot of people, well, how did things come about? Well, we have a lot of we have a lot of theories. You know, the world has a lot of theories. Uh, it's amazing. Our, 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 latest, our latest and greatest, you know, one that people seem to grab onto is, is, is evolution. Uh, I'd say more it's not an evolution. It's more of Darwinism. Um, that's the latest one, but you look at every culture. You realize every culture in the wor world has had a, a story and a lesson of how it was created of how the earth came to be. We intrinsically know that this was made. It's only recently we've decided, oh, we got to come up with something else, something better. Why? Because if we acknowledge there's a God, that means that we need to be accountable to something greater than ourselves, and we don't like that, so we'll make something up. That's what we do. We do, it, we do as little kids. You realize that no little kid has to be taught to lie. They all do it. We do it from the day we're born. You can take the most beautiful, perfect, little, innocent, newborn baby, and they cry. Are they crying because they're wet? Are they crying because they're hungry? Are they crying because they're cold? Are they just crying because they want attention? You know what they learn real quick? If I cry, you'll treat me, you'll, you'll, you'll show me attention. So what happens to every little kid? How many times have you seen a kid cry when nothing's wrong with them? No one had to teach them. We all knew how to lie. <laughs> Tina says she still does it. <laughs> we do it because we don't want to be accountable. We, we lie to ourselves because we don't want to be accountable for what's going on. The reason we've come up with a lot of these theories is because we don't want to be held accountable to a God that created us. Because if we acknowledge there's a God that created us, that means that he has power, that what he says has weight, and we read the Bible and God says, hey, you're a sinner, we don't like that. That's basically where it comes from. We don't like it because we don't want to be called bad. We don't want to admit that we're awful. Now, it's funny. We can all look around at all the rest of us, and we can all look around the world, and we're really good at pointing out everybody else's sin, aren't we? 
Well, at least I'm better than that person. I mean, I'm not perfect, but I'm better than her. I'm better than him. But what about our pet sin? Well, you know, that one's special. I, I'm special. God will forgive me, but they deserve to be punished. How many times we look at someone who's in prison, it's like, oh, they killed somebody. That person deserves it. That person deserves the death penalty. That person's a horrible person. That person's awful. Okay. How many times were you angry and maybe wish someone dead? Well, that's different. No, it's not. According to the Bible, it's exactly the same. Not to mention, if we look at the Bible, well, that means that David, well, he's a murderer. A man after God's own heart. We're all horrible. We're all sinners. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. That's why God gave us the Bible. He said, look, I'm trying to point out the fact that you guys are messed up. We come up with all these theories because we don't want to admit how messed up we are. We want to, don't want to be held accountable to a higher power. We don't want to be held accountable to God who created us. That's why all these things have come to be. It's, it's not rocket science. And yet we try to make everything really complicated. God gave us a Bible and said, hey, how was all this stuff made? I alluded to it last week. And he said, well, I'll make it really simple. In the beginning, God. Why is that? We talked about something I said, you know, some, something that we're made out of in this world, what we understand as a, as a corporeal universe that we live in. You know, we believe in what we can see, taste, touch, feel. We've come up with this. This is how we're created. We have three things. We have time. Uh, we have time, space, and matter is what makes us up. God, in the very beginning, comes out and says, look, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. God says, in the beginning, what's that? Time. The heavens, that's space. And the earth, that's matter. Time, space, and matter. God said, how did all this come about? I made it right from the very beginning. Well, how'd you do that? Because he said, I'm outside of this. I'm, I'm not even part of this. I'm something beyond what you can comprehend. But I made it, just for you. So in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was out with... Uh, excuse me. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. Just, just a quick note there. We look at this. We, we looked at the, the Godhead of God. Right here, it's already talking about it. God said, Hey, I did this, and the Spirit of God moved. That's the Holy Spirit. See two of them there. Later, we're going to see a third. Talks about Jesus. Yes, ma'am. If you go back and look at the word God, it's Elohim, which is plural. Elohim, yes. Elohim. God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, and that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night, and the evening and the morning were the first day. And God said, Let there be firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. I'll tell you this, I read this when I was a kid, it always confused me. 
How do, you, how do you stop the waters from the waters? What are you talking about? If you look at the word firmament, firmament is a unique word. It's actually talking about, it's, it's talking about the separation of the waters, but it's actually talking about what we talk about firmament. We talk about when you're looking at the globe and you see the, the horizon and the separation of the horizon, that's what it's talking about. So that's what the word firmament means for those of you who don't know. It's always thought firmament, firm. No, that's not what it means. It's actually talking about the curve, which is funny. How long do we think the earth was flat? The Bible tells us, hey, there was a curve to it. Right from the beginning. Kind of a funny thing, right? So, and God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament. Talking about the air and the ocean. And God called the firmament heaven, and the evening and the morning were the second day. And God said, Let the waters under the heaven be gathered together unto one place, and let the dry land appear, and it was so. And God called the dry land earth, and the gathering together of the waters called the he sees, and God saw that it was good. And God said, Let the earth bring forth grass and herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind whose seed is whose seed is in itself upon the earth, and it was so. And the earth brought forth grass and herb yielding seed after his kind, and the tree yielding fruit, whose seed was in itself after his kind, and God saw that it was good. <coughs> Sorry. In the evening and the morning were the third day. So from the very beginning, God said, hey, look, how am I going to make things? I'm going to make things that make other things after its own self. The herb yielding seed, the fruit, all these things, it's this whole idea. It kind of puts aside that whole idea of evolution as well, of macro evolution. Out of one thing comes another. Uh, it's one of those arguments we've often had. Can you guys still hear me? All right. It's funny. We talk about, we look at it today. Now, we have a lot of here. We're in Fallon. Everybody has a dog. I don't know what it is. Something like you move to the city of Fallon. They're like, hey. If you're a man, you must have facial hair, and here's a dog. <laughs> Look around. Tell me I'm wrong. All right? It's just one of those weird things. It's a unique foul thing. We all have dogs, all right? We have people here breed dogs. You didn't get the memo? <laughs> no, because they're going to pick me and they're going to Oh. Been for what, two weeks? Yeah, I've been here long enough yeah, yet. Yeah. <laughs> All, all of a sudden, it'll just grow one day. So no, it's, it's you won't have to you you won't be able to stop it. No, <laughs> the dog just walk in. If you don't have one, one will be assigned to you. There'll be one wandering <laughs> the road. No, we're, no, I talk about that because it's funny. We talk about okay, well, well, there's evolution. Things have changed. All right, who's ever seen a labradoodle? You know, you take a lab and a poodle and put them together so you have something that stinks and is really annoying. All right, what they do. But you have Labrador, you have all these different dogs. You know, the funny thing, we breed dogs and we get all these different things. You know, like the little teacup ones that are this big that, you know, you can punt across the room. I mean, I know. I can't say, I have a little dog at home. I love him to death. He's obnoxious and ornery. The reason I have a dog, I didn't have a doorbell. I figured a dog was easier. <laughs> so there you go. But no, it's a funny thing. We, bleed, we bred all these dogs together. We have all these breeds. But you know one thing they all have in common? They're dogs. They're all still dogs. They're all canines. 
It's funny, I never bred dogs together and all of a sudden got a giraffe. They're still canines. They're after their own kind. Yeah, there's some changes. There's, there's what we'd call a micro change. There's a change, but they have not changed breed. They haven't become a new kind of animal. They're still a canine. And that's one of those things. And we look here in the Bible, and it talks about it. Like, hey, we're going to make things after our own kind. You know, it's funny. People, well, we'll put it in scientific terms, we mate. You know what we get? More people. Still people. Don't get anything different. People get people. Dogs get dogs. Cats get cats. It's, it's amazing. Everything makes stuff after their own kind. It's this whole idea that... Uh, well, over millions of years, there's all these different, it's, it's an idea, never been proven. As I said last week, everything Darwin used to prove evolution has been disproven, and yet we've held on to the theory because we like it. That's it. There's no good scientific reason, we just, we just like it. We have all these ideas. <laughs> One of the latest ones. Tina was saying, hey, look, you know, we, we're worried about global warming. Well, we can't call it that anymore. Now it's climate change. Used to be global warming. First it was global cooling. Then it was global warming. Now it's climate change, which means weather changes. Wow. Isn't that crazy? You mean the weather changed? I live in Fallon. They're talking about a horrible storm today. It was 64 degrees four days ago. Whatever. Hey, things change. We get it. Things change. The funniest thing, God put this all in, all in motion. God designed it. He said, you're going to be okay. We can look at it from the very beginning of the Bible. We have taken something simple and complicated it. Because we look around, we're like, ah, it can't be this easy, God. And he goes, well, it's not for you. For us, it's not easy. Why? Because we're a created being. God said, just right at the beginning. In the beginning, I predated this. I made all this. Well, we don't understand it. I know, you didn't make it. I mean, hey, all of us came here today. Everyone rode in a car here today. Now, when you get in your car, do you know exactly what happens when you put the key in, turn the key? Most of us don't know. I mean, I'm a mechanic, and I don't know everything that happens. I can give you a pretty good idea, but I didn't design it. I'm not the engineer. I didn't make it. I don't know how everything works. I have a general idea of how it should work. All right? My daughter believes it runs off witchcraft and good intentions. All right? I don't know. I turned the key. It didn't do anything. I don't know. I put the key in, and it made noise, and it went. And you know what? It's fine. She doesn't care. Drives me insane, but she doesn't care. Why? Because it just works. I know it works. Well, she didn't desire it. She didn't engineer it. It doesn't matter. She goes, I just need to use it. You know what God says? He said, look, dude, I'm the engineer. I designed this. I made this. You guys aren't going to understand how every little piece works. It's not that important. 
Bible often talks about, hey, there's many mysteries. Well, what do you mean? There's just some stuff you're just not going to know. There's some stuff you're just not going to understand. God said, also said this because, hey, look, I put it in the Bible. In the beginning was me. But God, I don't get it. Yeah, of course we don't get it. Because why? We're, we have a beginning and an end. He doesn't. Yeah. We're, we're incredibly limited. God is not. God is unlimited. Thank you, Paul. I like that. So, anyway, big, bad, bad tangent. I apologize. Where are we at? We were on the third day. We just finished the third day. In the evening and the morning, we're the third day. And God said, Let there be lights in the firmament and of the heavens to divide the day from the night, and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and for years. And and let them be for lights in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth. And it was so. Hey, we call that the sun. Crazy idea, right? And God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. And he made the stars also. I always loved this one. I did this with the teens all, this, all the time. Now you realize like God just said, oh yeah, like an afterthought. Oh, yeah, I made the stars, too. <laughs> There's trillions and trillions of stars. We're, we're finding more every day. There's galaxies, there's solar systems, there's all this stuff. And God puts it in as an afterthought in the Bible. Oh, yeah, I did that, too. No big deal. Hey, look, it's kind of dark at night. Let's make something pretty. That's all I did. Just spoke it into existence. I always love that with kids. Like, do you realize that God created all the stars? And, it, it, and we read the Bible. It doesn't even go into detail on it. I'm going to go into detail how I made the sun. The earth. Why? Because all that stuff applies to you. Oh, yeah, I also made the stars. That's way more impressive. Yeah, but it's not that big of a deal for me. I'm God. Yeah, whatever. He made the stars all of them. God set them in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth and to rule over the day and over the night, and to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good, and the evening and the morning were the fourth day. Now, God's been ramping up. He's been getting excited, right? He's, he's getting things going. And God said, Let the waters bring forth abundantly, and, and moving creatures for hath life, and the fowl that may fly, and the earth and the, earth and the open firmament of heaven. And God created great whales, and every living creature that moveth which the waters brought, forth abundantly, and their kind after their kind, and every winged fowl after his kind, and God saw that it was good. And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the waters in the sea, and let the fowl multiply in the earth, and the evening and the morning were the fifth day. And God said that the earth bring forth living creatures after his kind, cattle and creeping thing, and the beast of the earth after his kind, and it was so. You think God's kind of get, trying to get this idea that everything's going to make more of itself? Every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. I don't understand what God was thinking with some of these things. All right? Gnats. Why did God make gnats? Just to be obnoxious? I don't know. <laughs> the funny thing is we actually look upon all these animals that God's created. And we, as we find out, they all have a much larger impact than we realize. 
You know, one of the things people are worried about right now are honeybees. What happens if the honeybees die off? It's, it's actually a major problem. They're, they're, they're huge pollinators. Now, will something else step into the way? Yes. You know, the funniest thing is I, I laugh about that, and people are like, oh, no, we don't have the bees. I have an apricot tree in my front yard. You know what pollinates my apricot tree? Moths. The moths come through before the bees come out. Mine, for some reason, I don't know why, I have a mutant apricot tree. It will have buds on it like next month. I only get fruit like every few years because it always freezes off again because where we live, but it's the weirdest thing. It'll, it buds up, and it buds up early, and literally by, by the middle of summer, it's already dropping all the leaves and thinking it's winter again. Like my, my, my tree's biological clock is off. I'm not sure what's going on with it. But the funniest thing, it gets pollinated. When it gets pollinated, there aren't any bees around. But what I always have is there's a bunch of moths flying around, little butterflies. And we see them covered, and I was like, hey, that's what's pollinating my tree. Kind of a craziest thing. That's right here in Fallon, right out in front of my house. It's just one of those weird things. Something has stepped into the way. God will always make a way, but it is a unique thing. It's, we always find out as we look at every living thing, God had a reason for it. You know? I said, you know, some of those things, I think it was just to annoy me. Mosquitoes. I think God just said, <laughs> don't get too comfortable. I don't know. But there's a reason for everything. God said, look, I'm going to make everything to make after its own kind. And God saw that it, okay, sorry. And God made the beasts of the earth and after his kind and the cattle after their kind and everything that creepeth upon the earth after his kind. And God saw that it was good. Now, this is the one we looked at last week. Yes, Paul. Oh, please, yes. Sorry. We have to do that because I got yelled at by Pastor because I didn't have mics. And everyone that's watching online is like, what's going on? I, I don't want to cause you to get yelled at. Yep. Uh, did you notice the beasts of the earth after their kind, the cattle after their kind? God created domestic animals and wild animals. He did. And they're different. They're very different. Some are, are created to be looked after by people. That's the way God made them. You know, you, you, I love watching Dr. Pole. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, pigs, sheep, goats, cattle, horses, some of the others, they have a heck of a time giving birth. If they were wild animals, they'd be extinct. Without help, they wouldn't make it. But God created them to be looked after by people. It, well, it's, it's not a coincidence, too. Has anyone here ever dealt with sheep? <laughs> There's a reason God calls us sheep. Because if you've never dealt with sheep, sheep are the dumbest animal on this earth. I, I'm telling you, I, sheep are just some of the stupidest things I've ever had to deal with in my life. They, they go out of their way to try to hurt themselves. They're completely defenseless and, 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 and just stupid. Like they, there's, they have a head that's hard, and there ain't nothing in it. It's just empty. 
wander into stuff. They do things. It, it's, it's amazing. And we look back, if you've ever dealt with sheep, and then you read the Bible, you go, oh, that's why you call a sheep. Because <laughs> they are the dumbest animals. But the unique thing about sheep, you know, the sheep are led. I grew up in an agriculture area. I've dealt with cattle. You drive cattle. You push cattle. You ever watch a, watch a drive? You have guys in the back and make a noise and, and you're driving them forward. Sheep, you don't drive. You can try. It's, it's going to be funny. They'll just scatter. It's like herding cats, all right? It's just, it just doesn't work. Sheep, you lead. You walk and the sheep follow. Come on, sheep. Come on, I'm going to lead you. I'm going to get you somewhere safe. Come with me. That's, that's what you do with sheep. Sheep, you walk, they follow. You lead sheep. God, there's no reason God called us sheep. He goes, well, I tried to drive you. You're all, you're all too dumb for that. Let me lead you. <laughs> Let me show you where the good places are. He also said, he also used sheep as a good example. He said, hey, I'm going to leave the 99 and go find the one that wandered off. And I'm going to rejoice that I found that sheep. But those of you who don't know about the, uh, the uh, sheep herding techniques back in that day, you know what you, what you do with a sheep that wanders off all the time? You break the leg. You break the sheep's leg. So why? Because then it's very vulnerable and it can't move and it'll stick right close to you. And even after its leg heals, you know what it does? It stays right with you. There's a few of us, man, why are you in church so much? Thank God might have broke my leg. Or he's looking at me going, do, do I need to do it again? You want to keep wandering off? I love you and I care for you. I love you so much. It's like, you know, parents used to go to Spain. This is going to hurt me more than it's going to hurt you. You know, I remember looking at my father. I beg to differ. Because <laughs> when you get done... I'm in here crying. You just walk away. Now, as a father, I understand what he meant. I don't want to do this to you. I don't want to have to do this. Just follow me. Just do what I've asked. It's not that hard. There's got to be consequences. Why is God punishing me? He's not punishing you. You did that to yourself. You know, it's, it's, it's the parenting styles. God is great. God's like a mother and father. Have you ever had a small toddler wandering around and you see electrical plugs? I don't know what it is with electrical plugs, but every little kid's like, ooh, must touch. And it's amazing. I know how it worked. My mother, don't touch that. It's going to get hurt. No, you can't do that. Please stay away. Pull my hand. Go away from it and all this. Then there was my dad. My dad had a little different parenting style. Go ahead, do it. Do it, I dare you. Wait, you scared? Do it, do it. <laughs> Not going to do that again, are you? You know, many times God said, I tried warning you. I tried doing this for you. I tried doing that for you. And he finally goes and he says, okay, do it. God, what do I hurt? 
You going to do it again? Uh Uh-uh. Come on back. Limpy, because I already broke your leg twice and you didn't get it that time. Right? God will bring us about. It's amazing God calls us sheep. Sorry, another tangent. We're looking at the creation of God had for us. God has made us. God has made everything. It's pretty awesome. God created everything, everything creeps upon the earth. Now, 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. That should put the how many genders question aside. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply, and replenish the earth. And Now, it's funny. Every other animal, he said, Hey, be fruitful and multiply, and replenish the earth. And he stopped. So what's your job? Just be fruitful and multiply, and replenish the earth. Fill it up. When he made us, he got a little, he, get, he went a little, a little deeper into it. And he said, Replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And God said, Behold, I have given you the herb-bearing seed which is upon the face of the earth and every tree and which is, which is the fruit of the tree yielding, yielding seed. So you, sh- so you, it sh- ugh. to you it shall be for meat. Thank you. And to every beast of the earth, and to every fowl of the air, and to everything that creepeth upon the earth, wherein there is life, I have given every green herb for meat, and it was so. And God saw everything he had made, and behold, it was very good, and the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Six days, God created everything. On the seventh day, that we read further, the Bible says he rested. Now, did God need to recuperate? No. No. He was setting an example for us. All right? God wasn't wore out. Whew, so much. So much work. He spoke it into existence. I don't think it was that much work. The most intense thing he did, he said, look, I like man. I'm actually going to form him out of my own hands. Kind of crazy. Everything else is spoken to existence. But no, he was setting an example. He said, hey, after this time, after these six days, on the seventh day, I'm going to rest. Reflect. He goes, what was that for? That was for us. That was, that was leading to the Sabbath. It was for us to see something. and like, why? Well, why do we do this? God said, look, <laughs> I made you. Yeah? I know how you work. Yeah, you need rest. It's just how it works. I've designed you. I built you. I know how you work. All right, I'm, I'll go back into cars because, hey, I like cars. Anybody here watch NASCAR? It's like the most popular sport in the United States. I know we're in the wrong area. We're on the wrong side of the Mason-Dixon line. I understand. But NASCAR is one of the most popular sports in the United States. Most races, I mean, do you know why they call it the Daytona 500? It's 500 miles. Now, are NASCARs that fast? Are they fastest cars? No? Well, hey, if I'm going to be in a race, I'm going to take a dragster to the Daytona 500 because I want to do 260 miles an hour in about, you know, four seconds and that means I'll win, right? Except for except for the whole problem is <laughs> can't turn 
How long can a dragster run before you got to rebuild the engine? About a mile. <laughs> yeah, about a mile. After every single race, they strip it down, they rebuild the engine. Every single run. They go real fast, but they burn out. They've actually done a thing. They said if, it, if a dragster were to run the Daytona 500, it would take about, I think it was approximately four and a half months for them to make that distance and cost about, about 30 times what it costs to run a NASCAR. The reason being is like, because how it's designed, what it's built for, you cannot do that. A NASCAR, you can. I say that because, you know what, God designed us. He said, dude, I know what you're good for. You can't run at 100% all the time. You'll break down. You need rest. Not to mention, I know what you're like. You need time to reflect back upon me. You need to take time out to thank me for what I've done. You want to take, you need to take time out to be with me. Not because I need it, because you need it. It's amazing the number of times people, I don't want to go to church because all they want is, you know, it's full of hypocrites. And all the church wants is money. Well, it's funny, we spend our time all out in the United States everywhere. We spend all our time in Walmart. What do they want? Hey, who's in there? bunch of hypocrites. Huh. So obviously we don't have a problem being around hypocrites or someone wanting our money. Which, by the way, church ain't here after your money. Now, we teach on giving. We teach on different things. Why? Because God taught on it. And yeah, we live in a physical world and there are physical things that need to be met. But that's not why the church is here. What it is is one of those things we went back to before. Well, it's an excuse. We don't like it. We won't want to be held accountable, so we're going to make up our own reason. God said, look, you need to come in. You need to spend time communing with me, time in my word, time around God's people. Why? He goes, because uh, you need it. I built you. I made you. Well, are you sure? He goes, I, I made everything. Yeah, I'm sure. Talked about it last week. It's funny. People are like, well, how do you know God made it? See, isn't it odd that we're all kind of the same? We're all carbon-based, and we all have lungs, and we all have a, a, a nervous system, and we all have all these things in common. Well, yeah, God made all of us. He's like, I got a good design. I'm going to use it. We realize that and everything. If you ever go to where someone built a house, you know you can tell that they built that house? Anyone like Frank Lloyd Wright and went into architecture? Can you pick one of his buildings out from other buildings? Well, yeah, because he has a style and a design and a way that he does things that's unique unto him. Hey, guess what? God said, why are you guys kind of similar? Well, I have a style and design and a way I build things. He goes, and look at mine. Mine works. Your stuff breaks down. Mine's still working. It's amazing. God said, look, I built everything. I made everything. The whole idea behind this is we look out today, and people are like, well, how did this come into existence? And as a Christian, you say, God made it. Well, I don't know if I believe that. I don't know what to tell you. That's what we believe as Christians. God made it. That's the whole idea of these classes. What are we trying to understand? We need to understand what it is we believe as Christians. Well, where did the world come from? God made it. Well, that seems pretty easy. 
Well, you believe in a, a Big Bang where something came from nothing, which, by the way, breaks all laws of thermodynamics, which is a scientific law. I believe in the science. Where to start? From nothing. Those aren't compatible, so you know. It takes more faith to, to believe in the Big Bang and evolution than it does to actually believe in Christ. It really does. It's a religion all unto itself. People are like, well, you religious people, you just don't know. Well, you're a religious person too. They don't like that answer, by the way. No, I believe in the science. So where did it all start? Well, we don't know. I say that, and you say, well, that proves there's no God. You say that, and somehow that proves there's... It's incompatible. It's all based on faith. I just have one that seems to stand for thousands of years. God's behind it, and hey, tell you what, if I'm wrong, what have I done? What hurt have I caused? What, what bad thing have I done? I've followed something written from a God who says, you know what? You need to love man. You need to treat people as a brother. You need to learn to forgive. I don't think I'm doing a bad thing there. You believe in survival of the fittest. And that the ends justify the means. Those, those same reasons have been used for some of the most horrific things that have ever happened in our history. World War II. Nazis tried to exterminate people. They said, well, it, it was the final solution. When we follow man's ideas, that's where we go. We follow God's ideas. God says, love one another. Care for one another. Take their burdens upon one another. God said, why? I created all of it. It's not a complicated lesson, but it's a lesson God tried to teach us. Many of us haven't read the entire account of Genesis. When you look further on Genesis, and that's where it gets a little deeper into it, of, of how God formed us. But it's unique. God says, look, how did all this come to be? I made it all. Why is it so similar? Because I made it all. Well, God, everything seems to be ordered. Isn't that proof of science? God says, yeah, there's order because I made it. I told you how to do it. This didn't happen by random accident. Talked about it last week. I can't take a box full of letters, throw it up in the air, have it fall down, and, and, and have a poem appear. It's not the way it works. It didn't happen by random accident. None of us goes to our computer, turns it on, and think, oh, wow, isn't that amazing how it just randomly came together and I have a word processor and an internet? None of us think that. So, well, no, someone must have designed this. Someone must have come up with this. Look how all this works together. Yet we look at the world and we think, well, that couldn't have had a designer. That couldn't have been made. That, that just happened by random chance. We do it all the time in our lives. As Christians, we believe God created everything. There's a reason there's order, because God says, because I created it. And if God created it, and God gave us a job to do, that means we're accountable to God. Why do Christian? Why do we do what we do? Because God created us. He's made us accountable. And that's more like that. that we'll close today, uh, so we have a little bit of time. But I just thank you that, like I said, we look at what did, what was everything God created? God created everything. He created us in His image, and oh yeah, He created everything else. 
If you ever wonder, like I said, at the, at the power and astonishment of God, look at the creation and be like, oh yeah, and I made the stars also. Like an afterthought. It's amazing. We, we, we serve an amazing and powerful God who loves us even though we don't deserve it. Let's close in prayer. Dear Lord, I want to thank you for this time we can spend together uh, in your word this morning, Lord, and we can look at the, the creation story that, that, you, that you created everything. You created this world. You, you designed it. You got ready for us so we could spend time with you, communion with you, and, and praise you. Lord, we want to thank you for all you've done. Lord, thank you for this time we can, we can learn and have answers for people when they ask us, hey, what is it you believe? Lord, we just thank you and praise you, and we ask that you would uh, just bless us throughout the rest of our activities today.